I don't know if you remember, but back in October of 2011, the world did not end. No, really, I'm quite sure. You can even check Wikipedia if you like. Maybe some of you will remember Harold Camping, the radio preacher who had a show back then called Family Radio. In that time, he was predicting that the world would end on exactly October 21st, 2011. Actually, Mr. Camping had a history of making predictions about the end of the world. But each time they would fail to materialize, he would say, oops, I've miscalculated. But I've rechecked my biblical numerology, and the real date is dot, dot, dot. So how did he finally react to the coming and going of October 21st, 2011? Well, he wrote to his followers, We have learned the very painful lesson that all of creation is in God's hands, and he will end time in his time, not ours. We humbly recognize that God may not tell his people the date that Christ will return, any more than he tells anyone the date that they will die. We realize that many people are hoping they will know the date of Christ's return. In fact, for a time, family radio fell into that kind of thinking. But we, real, we now realize that those people who were calling our attention to the Bible statement of that day and hour, man knoweth not, were right in their understanding of, the, of those verses, and family radio was wrong. Whether God will ever give us any indication of the date of his return is hidden in God's divine plan. While we as Catholics will disagree with many aspects of Mr. Camping's theology, and whatever else you might think of him, we should applaud his willingness to admit his mistakes so directly. It's all too rare these days. And more importantly, we should recognize the truth of what he finally said which, by the way, is what the Catholic Church has always taught. We will not know the time of the apocalypse. What the Bible does tell us is that the world will go through some kind of harrowing tribulation. In the midst of it, the Son of God will come again to judge the living and the dead in preparation for the creation of a new heaven and a new earth. Yet despite this, Jesus does tell us four things about the end times. There will be many false prophets. Second, there will be wars and violence. Third, there will be earthquakes and other natural disasters. And fourth, there will be the persecution of Christians. Hmm, one of those things not happening. False prophets, they're a dime a dozen. Just turn on the television. Wars, there's always a war going on someplace. Earthquakes, floods, etc. Well, they're all over the place too. And persecution? Well, Christians are always getting persecuted somewhere. Maybe in Iraq, maybe in Syria, maybe in China, maybe even in our own country. So why does Jesus describe the end times to us in a way that could describe any given day in the last 2,000 years? If he's going to be so vague, why describe it at all? Some years ago on Saturday Night Live, there was a skit about a man who went to get a physical. The doctor told him that he had an incurable disease that would kill him within a few hours. And so he raced out of the doctor's office shouting that he was going to do all the things that he had wanted to do but never got around to. Eat at the finest restaurant in town, 
see all of the great works of art at the museum, ask a beautiful woman to dance. The joke was that he got stuck in the elevator on the way down. St. <laughs> Paul confronted the problem of the end times in the second reading. Like some Christians today, some in the early church were convinced that Christ's return was imminent. So soon, in fact, that they felt that it was okay to cast aside their daily work and other responsibilities and to live off the generosity of others. After all, if the world is going to end at any moment, what's the harm in neglecting my own harvest and mooching off my neighbor? I remember when Harold Camping was predicting the end of the world back in 2011, people would ask me whether I thought the world was going to end on that day as well. And I would tell them that while I didn't think that Mr. Camping had any special insight in this regard, the truth was that there was no way to know. Our faith says that the world will in fact end, and so we know that it could end at any time. Some would then ask me if what I would do if I really thought the world was going to end, for example, today or tomorrow. Well, my answer was that I would go to confession and that I would pray a lot. But truth be told, while that's not a bad plan, it's not the best plan, which would be no plan at all. The fact is we should always be ready for the end of the world. We shouldn't feel that there's anything else that we need to do. We should always have our spiritual lives squared away, no major sin unconfessed, and no important sentiment left unexpressed in our prayer. Because whether it is the sudden end of the world or merely the sudden end of our own lives, it may very well come, as Jesus says, like a thief in the night when we least expect it. Either way, we will face the judgment once and forever. But I think there is another reason why Jesus told us about false prophets, wars, natural disasters, persecutions, and the like. The reason is not so that we can take stock of whether the apocalypse is near, but rather so that we can take stock of our own lives as Christians, because it's the close presence of these calamities in our lives that is a paradoxical sign that we are being genuine disciples of Christ and thus ready to stand before the throne of judgment. Think of it this way. If we aren't coming into contact and even conflict with those false prophets who would deny or distort Christ and the message of the gospel, are we really being witnesses to our faith? If we are not in the crossfire of wars and conflicts, whether those battlefields are literal or metaphorical, are we really being the peacemakers that God calls us to be? If we are not intimately familiar with the destruction that is wrought in places that are wrecked by famine, earthquakes, and other disasters, are we really making ourselves present to those who are most in need? And if we have not suffered persecution on account of our faith in some form or fashion, are we really speaking truth to those who hold power in our society and misuse it? Predictions about the apocalypse will always be an easy sell for Christians eager for sensationalism. A far harder sell is the daily work of preparing ourselves for the judgment. One mass, one confession, one sacrifice, one good work at a time. We aren't saved by trying to decipher the codes in the evening news in relation to the end times or figuring out the supposed codes that exist in the Bible. Rather, as Jesus Christ tells us, by your perseverance will you secure your eternal life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.